Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Shop Black Friday with deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the Big One Throws, $8.49. Toastmaster Small Appliances are just $2.14 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday with deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code Enjoy15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. James Gunn is officially attached to Suicide Squad 2. Ryan Coogler is going back to Wakanda forever for a second installment. And we officially have Jessica Parker Kennedy in the studio today to talk Flash Season 5. And we are excited about all of that and more today here on Collider Heroes. Now, this is episode 275, which 275. in comic dumb, that's, that's huge. That's an anniversary issue. It's about time to go to a number one now. We're just going to do a whole back. separate was Volume a cycle. Volume 3, rebranding, yeah, Marvel, all works. new, all different, number one. <laughs> so this is episode 275, and the whiteboard of justice is being wielded by another man so who knows how long this episode will go no one hour it's gonna go one hour <laughs> hey everyone i'm sitting in for amy dallin she is out somewhere doing comic book stuff handling hero stuff you know how she works so i had to break out my cesar romero joker <laughs> to be on the show today i'm looking forward to it and we are joined by the ever awesome mr jay washington guess who's back 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 again. I don't know why I feel like doing Eminem. Eminem's good. Okay. Well, he did the Venom song, so it works. Yeah, let's not talk about this song. Uh, <laughs> Empire State of Mind. Going to be Empire State of Mind. Venom. Glad to be back. Oh Jesus, no, Jesus, um, no. I don't Jesus. need the. I don't. Jesus, no. I don't need the hate to come in from talking about that already. I've been catching that nonstop. Just how dare you not like? Hey, calm down. Yeah. Calm down. I'm happy to be back, especially when we get to talk about a lot of dope stuff. It just so happens that I wore a Black Panther shirt. Legit. Perfect. I, I have the run. The run sheet. 
as well. Mm-hmm. So I always glanced over it and was like, whatever. I'm just going to throw my Black Panther shirt away. And it's like, hey, it's one of the topics we're talking about. And <laughs> I can Kugler love it. Pride. You're damn right. I'm happy for it, man. I mean, it was one of those. I mean, we'll get into it more depth, yeah, yeah. but it's one of those that should have been happened. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have taken this long for the announcement. Yeah. I think there's some perks to the announcement. We'll get to that in just a minute. But yeah. first, we're going to talk about James Gunn and that announcement, because both are big announcements for sequels. <laughs> yeah. Kicking off with, he is officially attached, we know, as a writer, but only rumored as a director, which I think is really interesting. So we have James Gunn. Last week, the rumor broke as we were filming. We found out moments, and then we yeah. just jumped on. Mm. So now it's official, and that is exciting for a lot of reasons. But we don't have official word in directing, though it's all but assumed. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about James Gunn handling this? Look, I love it. I'm absolutely uh, uh, on board with this because, uh, look, for two reasons. One, there's nothing better in Hollywood than get a little vengeance job. And I feel like James Gunn was a bit hard done by all the drama around these tweets. Yes, some people are like, oh, he was promoting pedophilia, blah, 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 blah. Cut it out. It was jokes. There were bad jokes. He's learned. And all of you criticizing him have grown as people as well over your life. So that's part of life. He grew up, his his brother defended him on Twitter really eloquently yeah. uh, and was really powerful. And so James, is not, so then he goes into this situation. And I think it's good for a second reason for WB. I think WB is saying and DC are saying, look, come create your stuff here. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to be tied to the mythology of what was before. We see this with the Joker movie. And now we see this here with what they're saying is a whole new take. So it may be a whole new Suicide Squad that we get, a whole new approach, maybe even a whole new Amanda Waller. We don't know. But at least it opens the door to new interpretations. And James Gunn has already shown that he can bring like smaller, lesser-known characters into a group of heroes Absolutely. and make these films successful. So I think, first and foremost, this is, like you said, revenge. This is more so a this to Marvel and Disney. <laughs> that is exactly what this is. Um, from James Gunn or from, from WB? From both. All the above? From both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I agree with you exactly. He knows how to take lesser-known heroes, obscure people, because people will be like, no, what do you mean? Guardians of the Galaxy people knew. Nobody knew mm-hmm. who the Guardians were as a whole. Yeah. But I think with this, he has a lot of work to do. Now, I don't think you can just rebrand it and do it over because you're calling it Suicide Squad 2. Right. Unless you're doing an entirely new squad, which from all all accounts, it's the same squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same squad. I think this is the best thing for him. He's going to add something new to it. But I, I think the bigger part about this entire story we're not talking about yet is that he might somehow, some way, snatch up a Guardian. Because a mm-hmm. Guardian now, I guarantee you, what I mean, Dave Batista has been tweeting. We all know how Dave Batista has been adamantly against mm-hmm. the firing, right? Mm-hmm. Dave Batista, the moment this came out on Twitter, he tweeted, where do I sign up? Do you got Solomon Grundy or Bane? I see, I see him as Bane more so. Because okay. this way you could actually have the size. Mm-hmm. You have the bill. Granted, Tom Hardy was an amazing Bane, but they had to shoot him up a lot to give him that imposing look. Mm-hmm. He looked massive next to Christian Bale, who's about his same height, which mm-hmm. is tiny. Bane, yes. Yeah. Solomon Grundy, if you do the stoic talk and don't change it like they did in Gotham, yes. Right. But I definitely can see now Drax staying dead. He'll get brought back to life in A4, then dying for real. Because mm-hmm. there's no way Marvel and Disney are happy about all this. Yeah, it's a great point you bring up, Jay. I hadn't even considered what part he would play because this, these things are going to take so much yeah. long. I mean, we're going to get to Flash, how long Flash is going to be <laughs> delayed. And then you look at Secret Six, right? There's a possibility that could be a Bane character in that on the CBS. Yep. So are you going to have a TV version and a film version mm-hmm. again? Is that going to happen? So I don't know. I, my thought was I'd love to see him as Bizarro in some weird kind of way. Well, have him you, be part of the Superman yeah, but thing as him as Bizarro. to do that. That we would need to lock funny in. to lock in Cavill, and pretty right, much right, he's right, gone. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? Because his opposite has to be somebody that you can really see that. Mm-hmm. The, the parallel has to the be parallel there. has to be there. But what I think is interesting is they've got so many things cooking that Birds of Prey is the big issue. That the, right. the Gavin O'Connor was attached. Gavin O'Connor had written a script, and apparently Gavin O'Connor's script was too similar to Birds of Prey, and they're fast tracking Birds of Prey. So Gavin O'Connor's script got thrown out. And I think yeah. that's really interesting. We've talked about how many different projects DC has. This is the first time I've heard of them being at direct odds well, I, and causing a problem. Well, I think yeah. we know why Birds of Prey is being fast tracked because of all of the historic value behind it. Mm -hmm. It's a team of all women. It's a female director. Mm -hmm. This is something that's never been done. I think they're making the right move. I just think it's it's interesting that Gavin O'Connor's script was so similar. They were like, well, we got only... Well, because they've had so many... You know, again, remember, Gotham City Sirens keeps going, is it happening, is it not? Is it Birds of Prey, is it not? And then you have the Batgirl, is it happening, is it not? Is it going to go... Is she going to be a part of Birds of Prey, is Mm -hmm. it not? So I think for them to say, Warner Brothers say, here's the safe bet. 
look, Gavin, you wrote the same script. This is something different. We're going with this. Boom, birds right. of prey. We might need you for something else, but as of right now, James Gunn, who you have to respect for a lack of better words, mm-hmm. is going to rewrite this script. And I think James Gunn is the choice for this type of film, and it's one I hadn't actually thought of myself, which I love. Like, when we were theorizing mm-hmm. where James Gunn would go, I never would have put Suicide Squad together. But when you watch the Suicide Squad trailers, they were like, oh, Guardians did well. Let's make it this, this movie Well, you this saw way. so many people on Twitter. Twitter suggested it a long time ago. Yeah. The moment he was fired, people either wanted him to have Suicide Squad 2 or the Green Lantern Corps. Right. I would have been great with either or. Yeah. I, again, I would like to see what he does with Joel Kinnaman. Can he make mm-hmm. him stomachable? Can I st- want to see uh, Will Smith and James Gunn. Well, I know together, they'll be that's going to be amazing. They'll be amazing because there'll be a lot, of, uh, a lot of laughter, which Will Smith loves to do. Yeah. He likes playing an action hero, but he loves to be comedic. I really want to see how you make James Gunn, Joel Kinnaman, excuse me, Joel Kinnaman better, how you make Katana better. Well, and here's the question, too, because th- this kind of feeds to what you guys are talking about right now. What kind of take this supposedly fresh take what do you think that will entail? Because a fresh take isn't bringing the old ones back. The fresh take is possibly finding new, new team. Yeah, because I mean, we've seen multiple versions. Oh, yeah, there are always Squad, right? multiple versions. So are there characters that you guys would like to see come into a new <laughs> version of Suicide Squad? I want it to rotate. Like I want, I want them to keep Deadshot. I want them to keep the characters that really worked. I'd love for them to give El Diablo a real chance. I'd love for them. But is to, he like, dead uh, or not? No, right. I mean, it's a comic book. Who's dead? Yeah, right. This is uh, true. I mean, <laughs> I'd love to see Katana get more than five lines because she's a fascinating character. Wait, does she have even? five lines I, she like nods in agreement a lot I like i like, want to see a movie a i want you finally and i'll say this yeah. michael jai white has been amazing as the character in the arrowverse bring in bronze tiger mm-hmm. bring in bronze tiger you can rick flag i mean what's his point now that there is no june moon mm. like that's fair there's, there's no real point of having Rick Flagg in the squad. Boomerang was the surprise of the movie for me. Yeah. Seeing Michael J. White, I mean, uh, Michael Jack Jai Courtney, Courtney yeah. the other Michael <laughs> Jai, uh, have all that fun and see him like actually breathing in a role was really nice instead of playing the stiff, stoic military yeah. man. That Which was really is cool. cool. So yeah. like, you can do those. Killer Croc is one of those I really don't need. Right. I, I mean, I, the actor is great, Right. but do we really need Killer Croc? At a BC. Right, do we shout out to everybody that watched Oz, Oz, baby? Oz, baby. <laughs> but do we really need Killer Croc? Again? Right, right, and that's the thing. So, what characters would we would like? We I said, like Bronze Tiger is from Bronze Tiger is one for yeah, me. Yeah, I'd like to see James Gunn make that Joker work somehow. If anyone's going to, oh, wow. like James Gunn's really wow. good at reinventing characters. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he made us cry about a raccoon crying about a blue guy. If right. anyone can make these characters work, I think he, he made can make a raccoon that. question whether or not there was a god. <laughs> I never forget that. So James Gunn can make these characters work for <laughs> sure. I'd rather him keep a lot of these characters and rework them. Okay. I would because okay. I I would give them like the actors are worth it and the story's worth it and I'd rather see them get redemption than yeah. see them tossed out after one movie. I will say I'd be surprised if he keeps everybody. I will because I think when you bring in a new person, you guys know this is all of yeah. us have had jobs. Yeah. The new person comes <laughs> in is like you're all out. Sorry, because you don't fit my vision. I, I want to hire. We see it in sports all the time. Yeah. Absolutely, new GM comes in, coaches are all gone. Yeah, absolutely, start a whole new staff. So that I, I would like to see him put his own spin on it. What he wants to so do. So who with do it. you keep? Um, I would definitely keep Will Smith. He is an att- okay. attractive. And you have to keep Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah, Margot Robbie's attached. Yeah. She's for sure locked. If she even needs to be in this movie, I don't know else. that she needs I, to with Birds of Prey. Well, she's got three. You don't want to overdo Harley <laughs> Joker, Birds, Birds of, of Prey, Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad two. Two. That's what I'm saying. She is three. So, and possibly four if she gets her own. Is it a Harley Joker? <laughs> well, I don't know because Harley Quinn could have her separate own movie. I get that, there's yeah, a whole she thing could. there too. Well, did you all, also with this team, we have to think about what the initial. This is what was told a while ago, months ago, about what the plot was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember. The plot is now the squad has to stop a weapon of mass destruction, right? And we don't. Everybody thinks it's a bomb, a nuclear device. The weapon of mass destruction. Is Black Adam? Yep. I definitely think it's a, it's a person, and it's I think Black, Black Adam, Adam is the answer. Which is, this, this is how you introduce him without mm-hmm. having his solo film. Maybe that's Batista. No, that's Rock. That's the Rock. I mean, that's, seven that's, years I, ago it was Rock. Yeah, it's been a saying. while. Is, I mean, so, but Rock's the, got nine million. James movies. Gunn writing The Rock sounds golden, though. Right. Like at the I end mean, of the day, I want it, but will it happen? Now, now we have a lot of theories. We have a lot of time, yeah, yeah. and also we're going to see if he gets to direct it. We'll get to that. But speaking of directors, your shirt has told the tale of the tape. <laughs> Ryan Coogler is officially back now. I want to quickly say why I think this is a good idea. <laughs> I think this just getting announced means they've had a full year for Ryan Coogler to go, hey, that movie I made that did more domestically than your Infinity War movie, hey, that movie I made that did $1.3 billion, how about you give me all the creative freedom I want, and how about you pay me? I think this getting announced late in the game is the best move, because oh. Ryan Coogler now has 
all the cards. And I think that's the dream. I think they did back the truck up, first of all, foremost. <laughs> but I think also the money that he probably negotiated beside his contract was the money for the CGI and the budget of the film. Mm. Because, of course, it was his first to go around at a Marvel film. So, granted, he was highly touted as a director. Marvel wasn't, they're going to give you the money, but it's like, look, here's the 150 mil, 180 do what you do from there. Mm-hmm. And making Wakanda come to life was most of the budget in itself. Mm. So, of course, we all know the CGI fight at the end. But I, my biggest fear was like, again, why did it take so long? I understand your theory. But that's scary to hear that. Like, the moment it did those numbers, it should have been beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was on it. Then you mm-hmm. can go, then you can play the game of we negotiated to this, that, and the third, and then you can make an announcement Ryan Cooper was getting X amount of this, that, and the third. Well, yeah. But... It scares people when you don't hear it instantly. I get. Well, we, we had to wait for Patty Jenkins, yeah. right? So Quite I, I a while. think it's smart to but was take it as long. No, was, it wasn't as long. You're right. What, it wasn't as saying. long. But I also think it's a positive because Ryan is an artist. Absolutely. So you don't want to rush an control. artist. And Ryan may have not wanted to walk into a sequel without having some things more fleshed out in his mind to do a story he really loves. And also, Chadwick. I don't think we can discount Chadwick Boseman, who is damn sick of doing this, this everywhere every he, goes. he walks. And, you know, Yo, you I have I to give about him. that. I said, y'all will make him still off. He looks like he's upset every time he does. Does it? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, maybe he just wants a little bit of space and a little bit of time. And also, all these actors who've been, who were involved in the first Black Man have gone on to like Explode. get way more exposed. But exactly. You, but they're already things. locked in. Once you sign with the Marvel contract and you have a main role, mm-hmm. you're locked in for X number of but films. Right. So it wasn't, and he's directing I, another I, Michael B. Jordan movie. Yeah, right. I know, Ryan now, Cooper I was that. actively developing a film. That's why it took so long. And I think it was smart of him to go, oh, no, no, I'll be back. I'll get back to you. Yeah. And like that, okay, he, that, makes that way sense. he has yeah. all the power. Yeah. That think about it. I'm going to go do a Michael B. Jordan movie. You might have heard of him. He was Killmonger. He made you guys all that money. I'll be back later. I'll call oh, you. I'll which call will, you. Which he will be back, by the way, for people yeah. who oh, yeah. don't know. Michael B. Jordan will be back. And everybody's like, well, how? Well, if you remember, Michael B. Jordan was a Black Panther. So, which means he will pop up in the ancestral plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He'll always be the same He'll way. always be in the ancestral plane, right, no right, matter right. what. I just, I think it's a great decision. It was just a fear of like, yo, do you accidentally slip up and put this in somebody else's hands? Well, yeah. Because, again, the same fear with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because if you put that in movie mm-hmm. in someone else's hands, you lose the majority of your fan base Instantly. Well, it depends on the person, right? If you bring in another uh, black director to come and step in and see what they can do with it, there's certainly positive. But it has to there be the are... right one. Exactly. And and I think you make a great point there, Jay. Absolutely. It has to be the right one. I think with Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman, that was more of a like, oh my God, there better not be anybody else. Because mm. there was because DC has arguably not had overall success with the majority of their DCEU films. So you want to maintain that success with the right person. Whereas with Marvel, you've had more success in MCU with a bunch of different directors. So you have faith that Feige would have found somebody to step in and do it. And there's nothing that says Kugler wouldn't have been like, you know what? I did what I need to do here. I'm going to move on. Because now he's three for three. Fruitvale, Creed, Black Panther. He can do whatever he wants. He He can write a blank check to himself and handle his stuff. I'm glad (laughs) that they did this with Black Panther. And personally, I was really glad that it looked like he had the control. Because Marvel does the, the... pluck an indie guy from obscurity, make mm. them a star thing, yeah. and then they usually don't pay as well as another studio might. So now I feel like this taking so long meant that he was like, let's figure it out well, I think, on I think it's that not paying them goes on the first go-round. That's first what I mean. Right. Yeah. But he was only the signed first, for one. Yeah, because the first film, of course he was. And again, it was, he's the director mm-hmm. because it's like, let's be sure. Yeah. Let's be sure. Because again, Kenneth Branagh was the first director of Thor. Right. And then we, I don't even remember who the second director was for, for Thor the Dark World. Lord of the, uh, one of the guys from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. D.B. Weiss or something like that, one of the guys, whatever. Yeah. But I don't, you don't remember him that much. Mm-hmm. But then we get a Taika Waititi who, right. once he did Thor Ragnarok, the rumors came out of him potentially doing Black Widow, even though we know we have the director mm-hmm, for that. Mm-hmm. Him doing another Thor Ragnarok. Even now, potentially being the helmer of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. They're like, six they, movies, sign it, please sign it. They do it. So, yeah, you have those. They prove themselves, but once the movie happens, it changes the whole di- the dynamic of right. it, if that makes sense. Like, with Thor, would you want Taika to come back and do another one? You want, We all want oh, yeah, absolutely. But we wouldn't necessarily be, like, upset if he didn't come back and do another one. Right. Depends on if they wanted to keep that Thor tone. If they and kept that, it yes, Ragnarok, I, I could only yes. see him doing it. Yeah, like, they want to keep that tone of Thor. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum and Taika are like a one-two punch. Like right. that flavor, I think, is only And his. now Chris Hemsworth is more comfortable because we've seen right. him in Avengers movies where he has he gets to have fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he loves it. In Thor movies, he has to be this serious, pragmatic character. Right. And he's always said he doesn't want to be that Thor. Mm-hmm. And, and that's was, why Infinity War was so special because they blended the two and you could tell Hemsworth is still having fun, but he yeah. got to act his eyeballs out opposite a raccoon. Literally yeah. put 
to eyeball act his eyeballs out. Yeah, I'm set a record. And then you know you have that, and now you have what Taika has brought to the, the field. Yeah, we know this color spectrum. We know this this dialogue, mm-hmm. this tone, this context. Right. Again. Who else is going to give us Tessa Thompson in that light? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a reason he's doing Men in Black now. And I think Ryan yeah. Coogler is, is the same for Black Panther for me. Yes. The world of Wakanda was more fleshed out here than I felt like it was in the comics. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot. And I feel like Ryan Coogler made a very specific flavor of Black Panther that felt like the comics but also like its own thing that I'm not sure another director could pick up with as much earnesty. Because well, it's, it's his world. Uh, absolutely. Once again, I think you make a great point with that as well. I just, I just don't want to slide into a place where only one black director can only do this film – and no other black director can step in, and I, I or female black director well, could step. Like, do, do, it would be interesting to do. Able to step in. Yeah, that, and I, that's the thing. And I'm, I'm obviously excited. Kugler's coming back, totally in support of it, a thousand percent. I just don't want us to lose this plot that like, oh, only one director can do this one oh, thing. No, no, I get and what you're I want more directors. I get what you're saying, but I just, I'm stuff. going off of not just that because the, there are multiple the, stories to tell. Oh, there's absolutely. so much. There's the Shuri story. Yeah, later. Shuri, absolutely. There's a whole, but you know, there's the yeah. whole uh, the White Wolf story. All that. Right. I get what you're saying. I just think. I say with the whole, not just a black director, but the vision. Mm-hmm. There's the vision behind it. Yeah. You know what you want now with this. Again, James Gunn and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Mm-hmm. There was the vision of what this is going to be, and very few people are going to be able to execute that vision as he did properly. And I think he yeah. has more story to tell himself, and mm-hmm. I also think that I want to see his name or his doom. We won't get his Craven, but I think the next villain, mm-hmm. I think he already had that plotted out in this one, so yeah. I'd like to see that story Well, told. I don't think we're, unfortunately, I, man, Craven is Sony's we're, Yeah, we're not getting, that's what I'm saying, is like, I he would had Craven in the first one as a, in one of the drafts. We yeah. won't get that. So even though that was a vision, I do think we can get Doom, especially with this or getting Namor. pushed. Yeah. And I, I think, think we think may get Namor. Atlantis versus Wakanda is very fascinating. Yeah, classic. Listen, and something to think about, and I know we got to move on to my mutations, is that, uh, because we're running out of time, but is, the, is the, uh, <laughs> the idea of, well, look, James Gunn came back and then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and some people didn't like it. Right. So there's a possibility. Well, Kulu could step in and this could be his first misstep as a director. I think that is true. He not, has not, not full misstep, he, but some He one. has not done sequels. We know this. Right. Because yeah. he's not even doing, he didn't even do too. I he's, only he's only reinvented. He's only reinvented. The right, best right. Rocky in I years. I get that. Right. But I trust. I think the only thing is Gunn decided to do something. I don't see Coogler doing, mm-hmm. and that's Gunn did a whole lot of exposition right. with the characters in Volume Two. It was we didn't we got backstories and so much story about characters and how they live and their their relationships with each other and mm-hmm. other people. Where we should have got that almost in one. Yeah. And then you gave it to us in a sequel. Everybody was like, no, no, let's just go forward. What are you doing? Well, you heard the verbal whiteboard. So we're going to move on to Minor <laughs> Mutations. We are going on to Minor Mutations because we have a bunch of them today. A lot yeah. of news broke this week. We're going to start off with it is fall. And as such, we have so much fall TV. Black Lightning, was, Black Lightning and Flash were both last Tuesday. Supergirl this Sunday. Era premiere was last night. And Titans. There is so much fall TV, so we're going to get into that. Yeah, Avengers uh, is wrapped, according to the Russo brothers, in some weird kind of like light thing that, that looks like a Tesseract blowing up. No, I didn't say that, but it looks like it's there. <laughs> and Chris Evans, is he wrapped for good or is he not? He did a tweet, but then he walked it back. We're also getting Secret Six on CBS, which we're assuming is Gail Simone Six, but we don't know for sure. We're going to dive into that as well. Yeah, and I was going to buy tickets for Flash, but hey, it's been delayed again, <laughs> so I can't use my app. 2019 looks like it's when it is what they announced that the, the production is going to start. Looks like the movie's going to come out sometime in 2021. My God, that, that's a long time to wait. And much like being delayed inevitably and indefinitely, we have The Iron Fist on Netflix has been canceled. What does that mean for the future of Danny Rand? What does that mean for the Daughters of the Dragon? We've got theories. We've got hopes. Yeah, and uh, there's some cash news coming out here with Pennyworth. Pennyworth! Remember that show? That's the one I was looking for more than Gotham. Uh, Pennyworth, they have cast Jack Bannon as Alfred Pennyworth, a young, open-faced guy in London. I love that, open-faced. I don't know what that means. I could just, I could just fall <laughs> into his face. I could just fall into his face. Ben Aldridge is cast as Thomas Wayne, so they're going to be working together on this show, Thomas Wayne and Alfred Pennyworth, so that's interesting to me. We also have a one-two punch of Elseworlds news. We have the black suit suit. Superman we've always wanted to see on Supergirl. I'm very excited. And we also have Flash and Green Arrow swapping suits mm-hmm. in Elseworlds. I have a lot of questions, not a lot of answers, but I know I can't wait for December. I love Elseworlds. Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson, she is now going to pay for the shawarma for all the Avengers. <laughs> She's getting $15 Did you million. write this yourself? No, I'm just coming up with it on the fly. You know how I promo Jay. Scarlett Johansson, $15 million for the uh, Black Widow solo movie. We'll see how that plays out and if like what that movie is going to be all about so a lot of news this week our guest what is the thing that jumped out to you most jay 
Well, having had the chance and the honor and the privilege to visit the set of Black Lightning, the first, the season premiere, I actually had the chance to see it before the set visit. We got to do a private screening with Salim Akil, me and like 10 other journalists, which I was honored to be there. Like, yo, I made it. (laughs) But to know that Salim Akil and Mara Brock Akil kept the same theme of this show. They didn't change. They haven't missed a step. Mm-hmm. They they made sure they let you know this might be a superhero show, but it's more so a family show with superpowers. Mm-hmm. The family and about what goes on in the actual black community with superpowers. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I say it like that because that's a smaller element mm-hmm. in the whole thing. With The fact that you had the season premiere start off with a young black teen, an unarmed black teen being choked to death by the police a la the Eric Gardner situation in New York. That is exactly what he did. And to watch how it progressed throughout the season and to talk to Salim Akil about that and him saying the reason he does these issues and he shows this is he has children. Mm. He's afraid for his children every single day of the week. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, if you don't do this and don't do that, that's not the case in many of the, the majority of these incidents we've seen. So for him to bring that to light and also say how the community is trying to deal with situations, also to bring heavy political figures in the season premiere, mm. Benjamin Crump, Angela Rye, Roland Martin, to have them, they have the great Bill Nunn, Robert Townsend. Mm. It just shows how much you are expected to get out of a season after seeing just the series premiere. So that's why the, the season premiere, excuse me, stands out the most for me. With Black wait, Black you Black. say Meteor Man is on Black Lightning? Yes, he is on Black <laughs> Lightning. Yes, everybody was like, wait, 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 Meteor man does he put the suit on no the so the relationship is <laughs> i just love robert townsend oh, involved man yeah, i love he, robert uh, townsend. he plays dr napier frank he's a member of the school board mm. who is trying to figure out what to do with jefferson after the attack in the first season and also real quick they do something that i never thought would get done on a cw show they said the n-word in full Oof. and they said because it had to be used it needed to be used because of what was being discussed the way it was being discussed mm-hmm. and some people be like well you don't have to use that language well the language is used in many African-American households and conversations and things like that to describe something, to be an adjective of sorts. And I also am good friends with one of the writers on the show. He told me that they wanted to do that because it was something different and not just to put it in there. It needs to be shown how the way the word and the context was used, it needed to be at that moment. So I, again, this, I've seen the first three episodes. I've been honored and privileged to visit the set, like I said, to interview the cast several times. This show has superseded all the other CW shows for me. And I love all the CW shows. Supergirl, I try. But, you know, I love them all. But this show, because of the messages, it hits home. It stays so realistic. Again, it's a family drama with superpowers. And that's what I think the Berlantiverse is doing really well, is they keep it very, very broad, but grounded in strange ways. Yes. And I really like, uh, like, I'm watching The Flash from the jump because I hadn't watched it. You might so want to get your life together. I, I mean, I'm <laughs> loving it, but it's really cool to see the world grow because I wanted to see my girl on the season five premiere. So I'm watching season one and jump to season five and... Four years of TV, everyone's got powers, so much going on. There's a ton of speeches. Wally West is here. And it was kind of fun to watch it that way because in the episode, she's time traveling. Mm-hmm. And she goes back in time, and they're giving exposition of all the stuff she missed. And I was like, wait, are they talking to me? This is all the stuff I've missed. And it felt really like, I'm like am I time traveling? But it's really fun because the show is so grounded that you believe in those crazy outlandish mm-hmm. like leaps. Yeah. And I was experiencing it as the very like the narrator. Yes. And I like that the show's kept this format of talking about Invincible in the opening, talking about the impossible, talking about all these things. And it still feels like this really earnest optimistic so for me flash is one of my favorite superhero shows in history and i'm only on season you one can tell slash you, five. you can tell and you just watched started watching I, so what, but season one is so like it, positive season I know, I get so good. yeah it, and like i love that yeah. barry allen is is it reminds me of like how i feel about superheroes mm-hmm. he's a superhero that's just happy to be a superhero and when i read comics i'm just like isn't the world swell like he's got that shucks silver age flavor <laughs> and i've loved that and i the new suit's amazing seeing the ring all of those things mm-hmm. so flash and i'm so excited to watch arrow uh simultaneously i'm gonna jump on arrow here season seven is yeah, insane the, the Season 7 premiere is phenomenal. Uh, Oliver's in jail for those who... You, spoiler alert. We know he... Find, but, but it was a major arc in the story, mm-hmm. in the uh, comic books, that we had to finally see where he reveals who he is as the Green Arrow to the world. He's in prison, and now he's in prison in a maximum security prison with many of the prisoners the Green Arrow has put away. Which is the movie they were going to make. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like 10 years ago, they yep. had written a Green Arrow script Wait, that was going to be what? a feature, mm-hmm. and that feature was him breaking out of prison. That was supposed to be what would revitalize the DC film universe. Mm-hmm. So the fact that season 7 sounds like they were like, well, what if we just uh, long-formed that? Oh, have you watched anything this is season it, tell me, Is it time for me to come back to Green Arrow? Yes. Because <laughs> well, 4 or 5... Four, Five was okay because it gave you the what it was doing. Too it was much melodrama, son. Well, Too remember much the melodrama. first season was real dark. That's and what 
dramatic. That's what I liked. That's why I was hooked up in the first few seasons because I liked the darkness. Right, at but all. they had to go back. They couldn't just automatically switch it back on the darkness. I and I get what you're saying. But this love triangle thing just had me going crazy. Well, yeah, him th- and uh, uh, what's her face, uh, uh, Laurel. The, no, not Laurel. Uh, uh, him and Felicity. Yeah, Felicity. That was, yeah, that always felt like, like off. I'm watching. Uh, yeah, it's just, I, it's drove me. I, they were trying to shove I it in there. The, it's like, I oh, love the fans. He's Green Arrow. I get because of course I have the podcast I do, and a lot of fans be like, I just don't want to see that relationship. And it, I, I get it because we all want the Oliver Queen, Laurel Lance, yeah, or the Dinah Lance. Exactly. And nothing against those actors, right? Yeah, it's not Dinah about the actors. It's, it's about the, the story. story it's about yeah. the story, right. It's so I will fact, come back. I'll catch up and it's, come it's back. It's actually gotten Netflix better. is gone, good for that. It's oh, yeah. gone back to its dark roots. Okay. It's gone back to its grounded nature because we have to remember that Arrow, the Green Arrow character is really... Batman with the bow and arrow, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that's actually while we're, while we're on the Berlantiverse, yeah. we should talk about the Elseworlds because I know yeah. that's oh, yeah, the thing. Like yeah. Yeah. of the news this week, that might have been the most exciting thing for me was seeing the image of them in swapped costumes plus the black suit. There's so much that is just pure fan fodder. Like yeah. this is the dream when we were kids to see all these things happen, and now they're actively happening. The black suit looks perfect. I love that take on Superman. Also, seeing. Grant in the Green Arrow mm-hmm. and like vice versa. Stephen Amell is the fastest man alive. What do you guys think this Elseworlds is and how excited <laughs> are you by those images? You and I had this discussion we did, before we, we did. started recording. My issue is I don't want us to do this jumping. I know Elseworlds is certain things, mm. but I don't want us to ju- do this jump in the multiverse again. That was what the crisis on Earth X was. Mm-hmm. That's what we've constantly seen throughout Barry on The Flash. Let if it, Yes, it's a crossover. I get it. But, and we have to bring in Supergirl because she's from another world. But do we have to keep doing this jump over and all this mm-hmm, in the third? Mm-hmm. I'd say that a lot, this, that, and the third. Do we have to keep doing that? I, I'm cool with the fact that if you're going to play an angle where, yeah, on another time, another world, one. But if we got to go through multiples, again, I want to see Batwoman in a Gotham that is the same as a star city, a central city. Mm-hmm. You know, granted, National City is on Earth-29. But let her, because it being a dark character, let it live in that world. We've already had Oliver acknowledge, is Bruce Wayne still in Gotham? Mm -hmm. Batwoman is only Batwoman because of her affinity for Batman, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Bruce Wayne. So there are talks of possibly in Elseworlds, Oliver is Batman. So, again, it's just, I just want it to stay a certain way. I get when they did the Dominators, we just brought everybody to one thing. Hmm. And you just bring Supergirl over from her world and keep her there. We don't do all of It's this. a literal Elseworld. Like, what, what do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you want out of these images? Well, I, I'm just, like, so impressed at how natural they look in each yeah, other's right? costumes. And oh, that yeah. excites me to see what, a, what an Oliver Queen Flash would look like and what a Barry Allen Green Arrow would look like in their universes, given their personalities right. as their characters. Like, if you put the Barry Allen personality in the Oliver Queen body <laughs> and the Oliver Queen personality in, the, like, you know he'd be getting with Iris real quick. And so, like, you know what I mean? In, in the hood. In the hood. <laughs> messing around with none of that BS, you know? And some Flash people would be dead, even more dead than they yeah. are now. So, like, I love this idea because, and I, Jay, you make excellent points about the multiverse and jumping around, but I think also they know that this is where their highest ratings so people who Absolutely. are casual observers right. will tune in to watch these cross-world well, episodes. it's a movie. Exactly. Like they, I mean, pres- and, and these posters dude, are The way they did right. Crisis on Earth X, like you did not see anybody's individual show title. Right. right. And that's what I loved because you could have a good time diving into these storylines and these situations and Side seeing Side unseen, exactly and seeing all this kind of stuff that you remember reading in the comic books and you remember and you're like oh yeah it can't be feature film because that is such a massive undertaking get, but I, with movie with TV shows mm-hmm. Berlanti can do this off 22 episodes and slides on each of their separate and shows Easter and slide them all in set up backstory yep. and then put I mean, them in we, so you can enjoy it twice as much or single we get, yeah, we get that through the whole season we're going to get the easter eggs no matter what yeah, the yeah, entire yeah, yeah. season as you see in season 5 mm-hmm. of Air, uh, Flash as you see in season 7 will start to happen of Arrow. Mm-hmm. You're going to get all those Easter eggs and everything. I just, I, I love that when they break it down again, the way last year's crossover was set up. Yeah. It's set up off a wedding. Yeah. It, it was a wedding and we didn't really have to jump around until we realized, oh, there's Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh, there's a Green Arrow Nazi. Well, so we talked a lot of DC TV. Okay. We've got about five minutes till Justice interview. we yeah, got so, some minor mutations up. I want to know what you... Yeah, I get my minor mutations. That's a penny worth <laughs> stuff. I want to talk about... Look, okay. shout out to, to Scarlett Johansson getting her 15 million. Shout out to you. You've That's awesome. You've yeah. more than earned it. Iron Man 2 waiting around. Come on. Go, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Don't get that buddy. money. The thing with Pennyworth, though, I'm excited by this more than I was with Gotham. I like this idea of going backwards because there's so much about the Alfred character that 
that is special forces, all this kind of stuff. Now you're going to throw in Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. They're working together. I love this. And the actor, this is an interesting actor that they've chosen. I would have not thought of this guy for necessarily for Alfred, but now I'm like, okay, if they're going with a kind of younger, open-faced mm. guy who's going to eventually become this like harder edge guy as it goes along, mm-hmm. it reminds me a lot of when Grant Gustin coming in the first season of Flash, right? Open-faced, nice Let's dude. Let's go back to Arrow. Said, or even Arrow. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, he was like, what am I doing here? And eventually, as, as the seasons have gone along, he's become harder and harder with the emotional stuff he's gone through. So seeing how this works out, I'm, I'm curious to see what Epix does with this. Because mm-hmm. once again, here's another new channel. Another coming, superhero coming show. Another superhero network. show, exactly. And it's so. a limited series. It's only 10 episodes. Yeah, right. which is that, great. I think that's, that's so the best part. to just have a bow on like, this it. Is know where you're is. going. Yep. We know what this is. No matter what, we're not mm-hmm. sitting there going, hey, we got 10, but we're going to give you extra seven. Right, like, right. I'm I like that Iron Fist was 10. I like that it was it felt yeah, tighter. It was all right. That after the first season, R.I.P. So yeah, yeah. I mean we, that's that's pretty much the only part of that story we know right. for sure. Uh, we've talked a lot of TV now. The two quick movie notes uh, beyond Black Widow getting yeah. her deserved due. They did wrap Avengers, and there's been an amazing back and forth with Mark Ruffalo, him getting fired and refired and all of that glory. Yeah. Uh, that is obviously a joke. I've seen a lot of articles running that as a serious thing. We just wanted to say Mark Ruffalo ain't God. going nowhere. Uh, yeah, no. But like sarcasm is not a font. But, but yeah, Chris Evans is Chris he, Evans going? That's the question I want to assess because that tweet is very much a goodbye tweet but if you've ever wrapped on a film you always have those feelings but especially after 22 films especially 10 years all those things mm-hmm. i don't know that this is saying he's dying i think he's dying separate of this tweet but you don't shoot movies in order i don't think his last day on set was his last day as cap so all of this i think is it, i think it was yeah. i don't think it was no i think he'd already died that's what i'm saying yeah i think he's already cap's already dead additional mm-hmm. photography was not him dying yeah, that was not there that wasn't reshoots of him dying like mm-hmm. we need to we need to see we need to get that again, again. Just can you fall this way this time right like i think he dies because the problem is if he just walks away from the character Mm -hmm. there is an open door for him to come back and chris evans has been open about how the fact he wants to be behind the camera now right he wants to do more directing and stuff like that if you leave steve rogers just goes off somewhere next thing you know we see steve rogers on the beach Mm -hmm. with a coconut getting called and his shield is in a cabinet with some china Mm -hmm. that his grandmama had he's gotta gotta be dead he's gotta be dead except when they introduce kang in this one well they they, they said they might not get it yet because of the deal but i I like this uh, uh, him walking it back at ace comic-con was interesting he's just like oh i don't mean this Blah, blah, blah. But I think it's I think he did because he didn't send this kind of tweet after any other installment in the MCU or Captain mm-hmm. America. So to me, he's saying goodbye to the character, and that's okay. He's saying goodbye, moving on, and it doesn't mean remember he was nomad. So there's no reason he can't come back later down the road mm-hmm. with the beard and the hustle and whatever, and they bring out retirement. I don't think he dies. He may just retire think, and step aside think, and whatever. I think he dies along with somebody else at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, think him and him and Iron Man go. Him and go yeah. Iron Man go at the same time because of three and Batista. Lines. And Batista. Oh, oh yeah, he's going. <laughs> he's going. This is why I know that Steve is going to die because of the whole line him and Vision had back and forth in Avengers Infinity War. Mm -hmm. We don't trade lives. That's why I think they swap lives for the other Avengers. We get Black Panther right. We get Spider-Man back. Swap a life. And Tony's going to die because of what's said in the first Avengers. You're not the guy to jump on the wire and save everybody else. Tony will finally jump uh, on the crazy. No so we got theories, we got hopes, we got dreams, yeah. we talked a lot of TV, and the Flash movie's been delayed indefinitely, but importantly, Napa Know How! This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $849. Toastmaster small appliances are just $214 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code Enjoy15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey, this is John Roca. If you like this show, you are going to love Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast on Podcast One. The three-time best-selling authors and snarky duo behind Thug Kitchen, Michelle Davis and Matt Holloway, discuss food, politics, and pop culture, giving a voice to regular folks who are just trying to get it together, both in and outside of the kitchen. Check out Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast every Wednesday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Napa Know How. 
This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $8.49. Toastmaster small appliances are just $2.14 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Office valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code Enjoy15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. The Flash Show has not. Now, The Flash Show had its Season 5, Episode 2 last night. This show is so good. It is optimistic. It is happy. It is Silver Age. There is so much going on in the show. And it is beautiful, long form, just like a comic. So, Flash Season 5, Episode 2 was last night. You are not far behind. You should definitely be catching up. And in honor of that today, I have one of my favorite people on the planet <laughs> joining us today, Miss Jessica Parker Kennedy. Hello. Hi. You're so far away. <laughs> Hi over there. So this is so sweet. I, I'm just so very nice to meet you. I'm so excited this worked out. Oh, uh, so schedules are crazy. He's been, he's been smiley all day. Was like, we're friends. I was like, I, was so, I, I told you I was jealous. I got of you. to walk in and have just my friend's face on a TV. <laughs> I know it's so cool for like people who don't know. Koi is one of like my dearest friends in the entire world. So it's like Aww. really it's nice like amazing. to be I know, here. So we get to work together tomorrow. <laughs> all caps. It's so exciting. So it's amazing. I, I can just picture those text messages. Uh, I do exclaim a lot in life, so you can so imagine. So many caps. Yeah, you explain so voice, have voicemails you leave me. That's true. But how does it feel being a part of something as magnificent? Season five, the syndication season of The Flash. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it was really kind of frightening and, and overwhelming and exciting. Um, I just want to do a really good job for the fans more than anything is sort of what's going on in my brain these days. I think your introduction in the crossover, the way they did it, people began to speculate exactly who you were from the moment when you had the reactions, their interactions with Grant, the interactions with Candace, and it was like, that's one of the daughters. Yeah. That's one of the daughters. But people loved it and love to see where it's developing. And now going into season five, I think the fans do love what you're doing. It's only a matter of seeing where you go further from that. Yeah, definitely. The first episode, I feel like, was a really big hit. I haven't seen the second episode yet because I went to go see A Star is Born instead yesterday. <laughs> um, Very smart. Yeah, but I'm going to watch it, which, like, disturbed me terribly, weirdly. I don't think it was supposed to. Um, but, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight. And, and really, uh, the messages I've been getting on Instagram have been incredibly positive. So I'm really so like grateful and relieved my question's kind of off that you were i remember filming so many little pockets and yeah. doing all these things and all these other shows it's really rare a show can do that the marvel movies are good at them because they've got this beautiful show bible of movies to set things up yeah. what was it like for you on set and all these different shows with the different characters you knowing what was coming was it hard to keep that a secret was it hard yeah to- i'm a horrible secret keeper and a terrible <laughs> liar which is strange because i'm an actor i can like do the acting thing but in real life i'm like oh god i just feel it, i don't know i i'm a i'm a really bad liar so um and a lot of people were asking me and i just couldn't talk about it (laughs) and it was awful um but yeah the crossover episode was amazing because just everyone was there and i felt like a teeny tiny little pea in this like Big pot. Big, big, big pot of peas. Yeah, big pot of peas. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> Quotes on Instagram. Yeah, big, big pot, pot of peas. peas. What's it like to play Nora? A big pot of big peas. Big pot. A little pea in a big pot of peas, everyone. Um, and and yeah. Nora's very like optimistic and earnest, and she has this amazing like light. She just has this glow. And I yeah. love that not only do you seem like the perfect mix of these two other actors who are amazing, but you came into this world, and your energy is a lot like the two of them put together. Yeah. When you met Candace and Grant, was it like, Hi, people that are similar to me. Not not really, because I didn't really... I mean, I sort of just guessed what I wanted to do. Like, it was through the writing, and I felt that she was, like, this really bubbly, lovely person. I know Barry's character was kind of, like, awkward, but I really didn't try to be like them. I really just tried to make her her own person, and then everyone was like, you're just like both of them. And I was just like, yeah, I planned that whole thing. I didn't. I really didn't. That goes off of the look, because I remember, again, when you announced it at the end of season four... I was, even though seeing it through the crossover and everything, it was like, how do you find the perfect actor that literally looks like the child of both of them? And that was a great thing to pull off. But my next question is, how did it feel the first time you put on the excess suit? 
Always really cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not like to to be like perfectly um, transparent. I'm not a massive comic book person. Mm. I I don't I, I I love like the comic movies, but that's like kind of where I am. I'm like very ignorant in that world. So I was like, oh, this will be neat. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then I put it on, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm a superhero. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was really cool. And you've played superheroes since the beginning of kind of this wave of TV. Yeah which is amazing like you were on smallville which i give credit to being what this has become i think smallville really is what allowed this long form i think the blantyverse owes a lot to smallville totally. I agree. Totally. I definitely agree. And you're on a show where plastique is also like plastique was in season one you're in season five you played plastique on smallville what's it like for you to see this world grow while being inside it it's it's very cool i just uh, again tiny p big p pod that's just gonna be my motto for life now we don't really know what it means um it's but, wise yeah yeah i just am trying to fit in the best that I can um, and kind of learn from everyone like superhero stuff like I watch Grant every day do the cool superhero stuff and I like hold his hand and I'm like please teach me (laughs) what's it like being on set with an actor like Jesse L. Martin being with a Grant Gustin being with a Candace Patton what is it just a normal day on set like with them yeah everyone is super professional everyone's really professional (laughs) everyone's so professional I'm loving this interview already. (laughs) me on the other hand not so much Uh, everyone is very professional uh, and articulate and well-spoken, <laughs> unlike me. Um, yeah, everyone just wants to do a really good job. Everyone wants to get their day. They're really long days. We, we shoot 13 and a half hours mm-hmm. usually. Um, and uh, so we're there for like 15 hours every day. Uh, so it's just a matter of like keeping it light, having fun, getting through the day um, as easily and as smoothly as possible. But everyone, you know, everybody loves each other and everyone's a big family there. So it's, it's a really nice. You could tell you have the energy that you just love what you're doing right yeah. now, which is always good as an actor you've done sure, it before love 13 and a half hours I'm, on set you better dude, love it 15 yeah. hours, man, look i can tell you how many jokes i've cracked on so many sets as being like well this is hour 11 let's start talking stupid but just to have fun with that and again have you have you started filming your scenes for the crossover already uh no Okay. No. Do you enjoy being on? You you came off of, and a lot of black sales love on on Twitter when we announced this, and that made me really happy. Yeah. Is too. it nice to be on a show that is also action packed, but is much lighter? Is it? It's. it's you're definitely yeah. going from a tonal shift. Yeah. Has it been nice to be on a show that's much more optimistic Definite, and less violent? Definitely. Like like Nora is a much easier character for me to access and to play. Uh, so there's a, a lightness and like a, I guess an ease on set, mm-hmm. which is really fun. Whereas like when I booked Black Sales, I was like, this is amazing, and I immediately went. I I can't do this. I'm not prepared for this. I am not qualified for this. They've made a terrible mistake, and I just panicked. So um, the, it was just a. It was more difficult for me. So yeah, there is something to be said about. I just am like, oh yeah, no, Nora's right there. Like I can access her really quickly because I feel like a part of her is me in a in a way. Um, just her. Well, like, we're seeing it the way your personality right now being genuine with us because of course you and Corey are like buddies, buddies, yeah, really buddies, buddies. And then me and yeah. you, me and you, we get we. we you my man, fifty grand, and so but you can. See see that from what you do and then watching it on the flash like it's, i was telling Corey, i've watched all five seasons i've watched every single era of our show that means i'd sit there and watch a lot of dvr stuff but <laughs> to watch what the character has been like she's never been really down except for the fact when she had to announce to barry yeah you you kind of disappear how was the emotion how did you convey that type of emotion to say hey the character loses her father and never met him. How did you convey that during that day of filming? Well, I, I was like a very emotional that day because Grant was really emotional and he was crying through that scene and I wanted to cry through the scene and the director kept saying to me like you need to keep it together. Like this is the information that you know. You're giving him information that he doesn't. But you, you've lived your life knowing this. So and he's like and like we have a whole season to get there. So just like <laughs> keep it in. Um, and, and that's the thing about this season of the show. Like yeah, she's a really powerful positive bubbly wonderful little thing but things get heavy like families get heavy and stuff with her dad gets heavy it gets fun and light too but there's you know um not every episode is just like woohoo Nora, and, and that's what i love about this show is that it is very family centric it's very earnest and honest but it's also darkness happens in the real world yeah. and what i loved about the comic-con experience was that set 
of people and that stage of people, they all felt the same on and off. Like when they're together, they all have this amazing bond. Yeah. Is the family of the Flash just as much of a family, like with the supporting players and the main cast? Like everyone seemed to get along like every day of the week. Is the 13 hours is just like a. Yeah, everybody like gets Fast on. and the Furious? Yeah. <laughs> like everybody eating barbecue? Just, everyone just cooks. This is cook out every day. I'm going to say it's not quite like that, but, it, but everyone get, gets, uh, gets along really well. Everyone gets along. Everyone respects each other. Um, yeah, and supports each other is the big thing. There's tons of support there. The weather in Vancouver can be weird at a moment's notice, yeah. but you all have to play it like it's sunny. How do the, how do the, how do those days feel? Yeah, so Vancouver <laughs> rains and rains uh-huh. and rains and rains and rains, and we we do a lot of night shoots because for some reason the producers want everyone to like be fighting at nighttime. It like looks cooler, so a lot of the action <laughs> happens at night. So we do a lot of night shoots, and um, yeah, we've had some nights where it is absolutely pouring rain and it's, but we have to do all of our close-ups first and then we have to like redo hair after all the close-ups so it's it's a lot it's really cold and we've definitely been laying in some puddles and they're, they're always like and then on nights when it's not raining um set deck comes in and like wets the ground because they're yep. like oh no it looks cooler it looks good. yeah, yeah. Like, always got to look cooler in a super suit in a super suit it's like leather and gets really is, cold is it comfortable yeah, it's comfortable because it's like made for me. So because well, I heard because you hear that. Sorry to cut you off because no, you hear no. that from different actors. I remember when I talked yeah. to Cress Williams. Cress was like, "It takes me a half an hour to get in this thing for the Black Lightning suit." Yeah, and you hear of other suits that like it's just uncomfortable and cramping. Like even Grant's suit at one season, he was like, "It's just uncomfortable for him to move." This and maneuver. season is rough because they they have this the, the newer suit for yeah. Grant. So it's it's they've and it's a completely like it used to always be leather and mm. now it's sort of like a rubbery. Yeah, it's like a mm. scuba suit. It looks yeah. like Silver Age, and it does. They do a great job visually, but I'm like, that would be not fun to yeah, run in. That would like, not flash. Yeah, because like everything is like tight and, and uncomfortable. It's, be hot all it's super hot because it does not breathe. So mm-hmm. in between takes, he's always like taking his his, yeah. his helmet part off and then the top, and you know, so it's it's like a lot of back and forth that like takes him a long time to get into it. And so we have uh, some Twitter Q and A. We're gonna do in a separate thing after the show, but we've got to wrap this with a last question from you. And My last question. Me. You said you weren't much of a fan, but you had to get into it. And homeboy here. Helped you out. How did it feel doing the one scene that has to be one of the most iconic and that was giving him the ring? Oh, yeah. It, it was very cool. Um, I Again, it's one of those moments where I'm like, does it have to be me that gives him the ring? Because I, I feel like I'm not, like, am I, am I the right person for this? So, yeah, it was very cool. I mean, we did it a bunch of times, and um, I don't know. I want to give you, like, a really extraordinary answer, but it was just it was really special. <laughs> oh, no, it, was, it, was, it was an honor. Yeah, it was a total honor. Cool. So coming from Black Sails to this, to having done Smallville, what you as an actress, you've done the gamut of all these things. What is what is your next dream thing? You want to do like a play? Do you want to do like a Nolan movie? What's, God, what's the... Yeah, I mean a Nolan movie would be great. He's if you're been, watching Chris. Yeah, yeah, he's been sending, like his people have been sending so many scripts <laughs> and I'm just going through them right now. Um, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I'm really overwhelmed. <laughs> but I'm just curious what people's dream thing is, especially after this. I mean, you're playing a superhero that is so iconic and so like legendary. Is there yeah. a thing that like for you would be your Nora Allen? Uh, I, I just... I I really just want to do really good work and I'm always looking for really special scripts and um, uh, just something that that means a lot to me. There's nothing specific that I want to do. I like really flawed characters um, as as nice as it has been to Mm -hmm. play like a light Nora kind of like playing people that are terribly disturbed. So um, (laughs) just something really different next time, like a Harley Quinn, something like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Internet. Internet. Hello. (laughs) Multiverse. Um, Can I I have a present for you guys that I brought? I want, I know that I want to give you like snuck it in here. This is oh, that's amazing. Star oh, Labs that's so, yeah. so you can fight over who gets. I drink, to drink so much coffee. coffee. Them, I do too. Breaks on camera. So we. Oh no, the producer card has come out. Let's sit this right here for safety. And f- for the record, that that was one of those things we got. We, it was in the like new Star Labs lounge area, and there was like a mountain of them, and we all wanted one so badly. And I went into my trailer, and it just showed up. At the end of the day. <laughs> It just what so a crazy! I know. Sure. So I'm giving you. Actually, I'm gonna break my own rule and do one more question than I said last question. <gasps> what is something on set without giving anything away? No spoilers. What is? I love set experiences and that family, like Grant and everyone on that show, are just the best people. Yeah. What is one of your favorite memories on set that doesn't get anybody in trouble? Oh gosh, that's a, a one of my favorite memories on set. Probably just the fact that Grant is like 
Grant's a dancer, so mm-hmm. he's got like <laughs> great moves and he's very steady on his feet. And I'm a clumsy dork. So uh, the other night we were shooting on a hill at night, and I was wearing little these sort of platform sneaker things. And Grant, when for the CGI, I'm trying to make this answer short. And it's so mm-hmm. long for the CGI. We freeze. Yep. And then they go, okay, and then we, like, run out, and then they they us out, they add it, yeah. So we have to freeze, and then we have to run out. And every time I froze, Grant would, like, pew, like, head out. It was so cool. (laughs) And I swear, every single time that night, I would freeze and go, "Uh uh-oh. And then I would just... (laughs) Over and fall. And Your roll sounds amazing. I don't think we got a take of me doing it that <laughs> night. I fell every single time. It was awful. I have to ask this one last oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. You, <laughs> you already know how this goes. You now do the intro. How does that feel? Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I always wanted to do something like that, and that's that's amazing. Because that was dope to voice. hear that. Did your voice start the show? Yeah, I, was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, it's really, I practiced that so much. I was so <laughs> nervous. I was like, okay, at like just trying to perfect exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah, it's it was As soon cool. as you said the impossible, and I, I was like, oh, this is everything. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, quickly got to get through the poll list. Uh, Jess, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be doing a Twitter Q&A right after, but since we're going to dive into comics, we're going to cut to me and Jay doing comic madness. Totally. But we've got the poll list. Yeah. For the week, a lot of great comics are coming out this week, and two are very obviously Amy, because you'll see which two are obviously Amy. The first pull of the week is Unstoppable Wasp number one. That is a book back from cancellation. Unstoppable Wasp is one of my favorite comics. I'm so glad to see it back. You know what's coming back, especially with the success of Ant-Man and the Wasp. But it didn't sell until trades, so I didn't... This it, is this is true, but tricky. it's like, now they're, they're finding ways to bring the old things back. Yeah. And doing Nadia Van Dyne is like... And Dinah's like, yeah. Well, and that book, did you read it? Like, I haven't had a chance to read so it. So, Girl is a group of girls that are all scientists. So, the first arc is her gathering a bunch of female scientists to be a think tank. So, it's like STEM with superhero geek girls. And the whole time, you're like, oh, valuing education is an amazing idea. So Let's now try to you do see, that. Now, you can see that coming up in either a TV show or a movie. Especially right? with it's Disney. It's just right there. It's right there. It's a Disney stream waiting to happen. Just so, waiting to happen. that's my number one poll of the week. You want to do number two? Uh, number two is. Okay, I had it on the thing right here. Batman. It's Batman number 57. Dude, I am so excited about this. It is. It comes out, it's on the 17th. It is by Tom King and Tony S. Daniel. Batman is still fighting Russians. Dude, Tom King is writing one of my favorite Batmans in years. Tom people, King has become my hero yeah. as of late, as of everything he does on Twitter and Instagram after people tried to come at him for the wedding thing. And the crisis. And the crisis. crisis. Tom King, he's an ex-CIA operative as far as I've heard, which is, uh, he's got very specific insight to Batman. Our uh, number three <laughs> is sure. Shuri number one. Shuri at long last gets her own book after the success of the movie. It is a bit overdue, but that book looks gorgeous. I love the cover. I love the creative team behind it. Shuri number one drops this Wednesday. I'm buying that. I'm just letting you know. Looks great. I'm buying that. Yeah, why wouldn't you buy yeah. Shuri number one? I mean, let's just be real. The cover looks great, too. It, it's amazing. I, I don't mind. You're going to have to do the so next one. So the last two are Amy picks. My, you see, my uh, internet is oh not my God. <laughs> Jay, so I put you in the co-host seat. We, yeah, but as you can see, the you, yeah, I was going to co-host it. The internet was working. My fault Amy's two picks of the week are Death or Glory, the trade paperback, yeah. and Tank Girl, which is coming back in full color. So Tank Girl, full color classics. Words are hard. Full color classics, 1989 to 1990. These are two Amy-tastic trades. Like when she sent me these, I was like, well, they're going to know which who picked what. Plus, Tank Girl was a is an iconic cult classic of a movie yeah, yeah, yeah. when they did it. So to hear that it's coming, being brought back, is like, okay, we get new fans into it because you never know. They might try to regenerate the movie. Oh, that's coming back. You see what, what I'm saying? Isn't... This is, we're but it's all... a piece of the time, yeah. so that better be a period piece. If they're going to bring Tank Girl back, point. it better be like a Mallrats 90s intentional thing. Yeah, right. you can't make it in today's day and age. Well, they brought Spawn back, right? They're bringing Spawn back McFarlane. Yeah, yeah, that, was not bad, Spawn that was a 90s flavor. Yeah, but they made Deadpool work modern by being a commentary. Right. So if they made this a commentary, like if this was Empire Records with a superhero, I'm watching yeah, yeah. I think we have more ability to create these kinds of comic book movies now than we did back in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Understanding and nuance in the material yeah. in the right hands. And I think now the audiences as a whole accept them more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we have this broad array of what comic book movies are. We're not just limited to a Marvel or DC. Exactly. You have all these other different properties. So bring a Tank Girl back will bring a whole new bunch of fans back for the original mm-hmm. and bring new fans in. Yeah, Excuse I totally so, yeah. agree. Yeah. Are there any of these uh, books that call to you specifically? Shuri number one, of course. <laughs> I mean, but Batman fighting Russians? 
to watch to watch Batman who has to go through all these struggles and trying to find a Russian killer. You know, to watch him have to be the world's greatest detective mm-hmm. in a land that, yeah, Bruce Wayne might know, but Batman has to know the darker side and the deep, darker elements behind it. And KG Beast is such an animal of a character. Like, KG Beast is, is so, so brutal, so, and, like, it parallels Batman really well. It parallels him, and so to see the, the, the interaction between the two, I'm like, let's do this. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll be grabbing that one this weekend. John, what do you think? Yeah, sure, number one, definitely. But this uh, one that uh, Amy mentioned at the uh, the fourth one here that you've got. Uh, Death or Glory? Yeah, Death or Glory. That sounds interesting. You know, she turns me on to these, uh, yeah. these like kind of like off the main yeah. path. These people, vengeance type things. Amy's got some things to work out, which I like. <laughs> I'm a big fan. There's of a it. darkness in her yeah. glow. She's it's definitely a, a cherub. Yeah. But there's a dark. She has that glow because she doesn't let the dark out too much. <laughs> so I love that about Amy. So when she picks these uh, these uh, lines or these runs or these titles, it's great because it gives you a window into what Amy kind of like is attracted to as a comic book lover. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's these kind of you know uh, I'm all on my own or vengeance. Mm-hmm. So this kind of thing. So it's fun to explore that. Uh, and I, I was just like thoroughly excited by what she chose there. But definitely the Batman one. I mean, KGB. KGB. There's so much about that. There's so much about that. Tom King's writing. And one cool thing I found out was doing the show with Amy is she's such an indie girl and I'm such a mainstream guy. We mm. talk before the show and we share mm. our favorites. So I can show her why Deadpool isn't just Mountain Dew. And she can show me these indie books I never would have discovered. Mm. And it kind of like, it kind of works out. Wait, why Mountain Dew though? Because it's like extreme. Like everyone, that, like, there's a connotation to Deadpool that he's Mountain Dew. The one I've been looking at recently that I want to walk into is Rumble. Are you guys reading Rumble? Is anyone reading no, Rumble? No, it's fascinating. So the, the the look of it, I know we don't have a thing, so I don't want Adam to get mad. But it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a fantastic. It's, it's, it's on issue number eight right now, but it's such an in, interesting covers and what this guy is going through and this, this massive heart. This, this guy is, you know, Rothrock and the goddess and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole new world and I've been noticing the covers more and more. And that's the way I am with comics now because I don't have time to read like 900 lines. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, if you get me with a cover, I will open it, and if the story's interesting, then I'll buy it. You got three so, pages. Yeah, you, you got it. Really you, better, is. you better sell it's me. It's like the, three you, episodes you, of a season. I give a show yeah, three, you get three. You better come on storyline. You better sell me before I get to the counter to have to pay. <laughs> you better true. sell me before I get to the counter because if not, I swear to God, I'm putting this over there. You better come with good artwork. You better come with the decent storylines and fantastic characters. Then I'm I'm getting it. And I gotta say, Unstoppable Wasp. A lot of people ask about kids' books. A lot of people ask about like what they should recommend for their children. Unstoppable Wasp is not only my favorite book of 2017 is coming back is it a book that is child friendly with art with subject matter mm-hmm. and it, it really leans into intelligence is the best superpower you can have and it somehow makes a illegitimate child of Hank Pym not seem like a shoe in character it's right. so well it written works. it's so well written I'm like this doesn't even seem like false this can work for me oh you're like mm-hmm. okay so Nadia Pym really you didn't lands. just force this in like here's another daughter like right. you're like okay so pick up mm-hmm. the trades of volume one and two and number one of the new run starts on Wednesday so you can today so you can pick that up anytime Check it out. And uh, anything else for you guys for comics? No, we're good. Let's go. All right, we got two Twitter questions for you. So our Twitter questions of the week. Our first one is from Derek Richardson at Dirk101. He asked. Uh, well, I mean, Der- his name's Derek, but his Twitter's at Derek. Yeah, it's Derek. Uh, I would say Derek. When do you think the Black Widow movie will take place? <laughs> now I think his computer the- works. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm glad you got to chime in now. Uh, I think between Civil War and Infinity War, she separates from her secret Avengers pals and goes back to Russia to settle some things from her past. Hashtag Claire Heroes, Koi, and Roka. I think she's a scroll. Yeah, uh, I really am thinking she is. The, 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 the hair, everybody said that off the hair color change. I think she's a scroll off the way she's acted since uh, she acts very differently after Civil War. At the end of Civil War, she left. She's like, I'm going underground. I'll see you later. And then she's back the next movie. I think she's a scroll, uh-huh. and we're going to find out in Avengers 4 she's a scroll. And the Scarlet Witch, uh, the Black Widow movie, is about where she, she was, was in between. In the- I know. I want to wow. finally get the Budapest. I, it doesn't have to be a full movie. That's I just want to. I want to know what happened in Budapest. With Hawkeye, you can watch Red Sparrow. Hawkeye. You can watch Red Sparrow. I think. <laughs> no, I, I think this is a great point you break up. I hadn't even thought about. You it. never She's thought about being a scroll? No, because maybe that's how. That's why she got together with Hulk. Because is that they're going to explain the Hulk storyline? Like, she, oh, she was a scroll. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> she, well, she, she, well, I thought about that. I think everybody thought she was a scroll when we saw the hair color change. Right. Well, I think it's interesting if you're going to do a Black Widow movie where the where the protagonist is is is. is not who the protagonist is supposed to be. That'd be I a guess fascinating, that's a fascinating it's an espionage movie. movie a la Harrison Ford in the 90s. Okay. It ties into Civil War, it yeah. ties into her character, and it gives us something different, which is what the Marvel movies do And it helps you understand when things go further yeah. in the Infinity War and now when A4 comes out. 
I respect that, but I, I wonder if it's too much of a swerve. Look it's how big. The, look how the audience got really upset about the Mandarin. Like yeah. that, you risk okay. that with <laughs> Black Widow. If you do it that way, if I think you say it's, it's a lie, it's brilliant. What? Right? You say it's a lie. <laughs> wait, 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 everything is she she's really done. the star of her own film? I think after Civil her... War, she's been a scroll. Well, I, that's what mm. I'm saying. I think you've already it's set up that Black Widow is Black Widow from the first time we saw it in Iron Man right. two before Civil War. Now, yeah, again. That one little detail I will stay on, that hair. When yeah, she yeah. went blonde, mm-hmm. because Black Widow always had this trademark red hair. Yeah, the red hair. All of a sudden, to go blonde. And yes, I understand that they had to go underground after mm-hmm. Civil War and all that. But Steve just grew a beard. And ladies do dye their hair. They so dye their hair all the time. time. So, so, <laughs> I mean, it's it a thing. It could just it be a Wednesday. Wednesday. mean, yeah, right. This is going to be just a Wednesday. <laughs> Life happens. Life happens. She was like, you know what? I woke up, I'm going to go platinum blonde. I like the storyline. The storyline, but I think it's more of an integrated storyline rather than the main storyline. But, but what if they did it, have? it's gutsy. So what I'm going back, I think what Derek is suggesting is right. They're going back to explore I agree. I think flashback makes sense. I just think that if they're going to do a solo movie after waiting 10 years, we've had her trying to be, like, eight years we've had this Black Widow. I think it's serving Scarlet to have a scroll story. I think it's more to work with. I think it's better for the actors. She's strong enough to do it. And I think it gives us an opportunity to have a movie that feels like an espionage thriller like Winter Soldier did, but more paranoid. Right. I love paranoid films, and we couldn't do that without the scroll invasion. This is a chance. Well, and now we have it. And the hair color change could work because if she goes back and explores the the it, that was what she was with the red hair, the mm. assassin, all the guys. Then all of a sudden she gets walk away from it. Yeah. She changes her hair. She changes her hair and be, being a different person. So we got all sorts of theories, and yeah. how much fun is that that we don't know? I love the Marvel <laughs> Universe and the DC Universe. They're surprising us constantly. We also have another question from Robert Allen at WI Drama Teacher. Oh, your teacher. That's awesome, man. Congrats. Uh, hey, at Hashtag Ladder Heroes. With the videos Stephen Amell dropped and what he said, what if in the crossover Elseworlds, Oliver Queen is Batman? We oh. touched on that today. Yeah, we did. I do think that's an option. I do think he's been playing Batman for seven years. I think it's a really good opportunity. The, like to, The to, whole time he's been Batman in this other world when he meets himself as Green Arrow. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. saying like the way Stephen Amell plays him. Oh, no, Batman. no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So he meets him and he's like, oh, that makes more sense. Uh, this, this is, this, yeah, this cowl fits better than a hood. It's a great uh, wink to the fans, too, if they do it that way. Because well, everyone's they, obviously been saying that for yeah, quite for some time. Jump, like, yo, even even before the show, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you read the story, the only difference is he was shipwrecked, but now he has no parents. Yeah. Batman Rich billionaire, no parents, parents. Vengeance. vengeance. I feel like he might be playing Batman. <laughs> really dark and brooding. You know, only difference is he doesn't have a young ward. Well, never mind. Speedy. I wonder if they uh, reach out to these guys who've written. Oh, yeah, we got to wrap it up. We, we reach out to these guys. Uh, who, wait, wait. Right Board of Justice. I listen. Whoever wheels the Right Board of Justice, I listen. was like, oh, wait, wait. Mid sentence. Wait, we got to wrap it up. I wonder if they get these creators to come in and offer their thoughts these guys like judd winnick mm-hmm. who for some crazy reason follows me on twitter because he's friends with a friend of mine judd did a grand, a fantastic run the revitalized green arrow mm-hmm. i wonder how much if winnick gets called every once in a while to like hey we're thinking of doing this with the storyline what do you think where would you go with this yeah and this idea with him being batman or different characters and with elseworlds even more so like what do mm-hmm. we not need to lose that is the basic uh foundation of this character but we can still play well, within remember, the margin. he added they yeah. added green arrow i mean not they added Diggle to the comic books based on right. the TV show. Right. And that's because the bold chances the shows take. I'm really yeah. proud of the Berlin yeah. universe. I think it's doing great yeah. stuff. I want to see more of it. And that is keeping us tied over since Flash yeah. movie isn't happening soon. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much, folks. This has been episode 275. I'd like to thank folks for joining me. And until next week, stay sweaty. <laughs>